Hey guys, good morning and welcome to episode 59 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Bexon. Uh, thank you very much for everyone for their support. I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast. It's great to get feedback from people uh, saying how resourceful this has been. Um, again, there's not tons of information out there on building, developing, um, interior designs, architects, where to buy, where not to buy, what to buy, what to build. Uh, again, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to investing in Costa Rica. Um, but hey, we try to basically kind of, um, I suppose, simplify a lot of that and get the information out to you. Uh, for anyone that's enjoying it, please feel free to reach out to us directly, info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. If anybody would like to come on the podcast um, and, uh, again, just have a talk, see what they're trying to do here. We've had quite a few uh, of, the, uh, of the listeners come on. It'd be great to get you on. Um, anyway, today we're going to be talking with Michael Schatz. Uh, Michael is actually an advisor for Engels and Volgas in the US. This is a company that's focused on brokering real estate all over the world. Uh, Michael's been coming to Costa Rica for years, and he's recently invested in the northern Guanacaste area. Um, so he's here to talk kind of about his journey, uh, how he looks at investments here in Costa Rica, and also kind of what giving us a bit of an idea of what's happening up there and also in the high-end market. We'll also discuss uh, kind of larger parcels of land as well uh, when it comes to developing here in Costa Rica. So we're going to touch on a variety of subjects here with Michael. Uh, again, all of his contact details will be in the description for anybody that would like to contact him directly. Remember, you can reach out to us for anything that you need. Info at investingcostarica.com. If you're thinking about investing in Costa Rica, have some questions, let us know. Um, maybe we might be able to help you, kind of put you in the right direction. Um, and remember, uh, if you would like to see any other future podcasts, cover any subjects, just let us know. Um, and let's just get straight into it. Good morning, Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Richard. No, not at all. It's an absolute pleasure. And thanks for uh, finding the time to uh, come on the podcast. I know this is probably going to be a good one. And I'm sure that the listeners are going are gonna to find it very insightful. I'm excited. So, Whereabouts are you based at the moment, Michael? I'm in Potrero. I'm uh, looking at you on the screen and I'm looking at the Pacific Ocean. And uh, it's a beautiful day here. Wow. Times are tough. Times are tough, sir. <laughs> I actually spoke to my father in Sweden this morning and he was saying that uh, the snow is building up there. So uh, he was like, hey, uh, I'm going to book a flight to Costa Rica. I'm like, come on down. So, But anyway, you've been down here in Costa Rica for a while now. Um, and I know that you've, you've probably seen quite a lot. But I mean, over the past six months, I mean, what's really surprised you? And are there any trends that you're seeing? I, I think what surprised me the most is the velocity of which people are coming and aggressively purchasing, whether it's land or condos or houses. I think uh, COVID started the whole trend with a lot of people actually buying over FaceTime and not actually seeing the properties. Yep. But now they're coming. Uh, I'm noticing the crowds. I'm noticing the, the new nice SUVs going uh, and driving around. But it's apparent uh, based on how quickly things are trading that uh, people are uh, paying close attention and you better make a move if you're interested in something that you like. Yeah. I mean, do you think this trend is here to stay for the foreseeable future or do you, I mean, difficult question maybe to answer, but I know that you've been involved in financial markets and currency exchange kind of, you know, a lot, most of your life up in, in Chicago. Um, but I mean, do you think this is here for, to stay for the next, I don't know, a couple of years or, or where do you foresee it going? Well, I think I, I, I actually, I do. Um, I think there's a, a lot of value here. 
And I think people are recognizing that, especially uh, the, you know, the more uh, sophisticated buyer. Um, you know, the majority of the people coming are coming from North America to this particular area. And they're coming and the perceived value on what, of what they're buying is, is, is really uh, attractive. And then, you know, living in Costa Rica or vacationing here or whatever their, uh, their interest is, uh, the lifestyle uh, is, is affordable to them. And so I'll add to this that the, the spreads in which you can buy uh, as an investment, use and rent, uh, there's positive cash flow and appreciation, which doesn't necessarily exist any longer uh, in the States. It may uh, on a one-off, but it's pretty prevalent here. Uh, the same thing holds true with buying property and building. Um, it's not for everybody because it's 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 challenging uh, to do in Costa Rica unless you know what you're doing. Um, but the um, the value of of building is 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 great. Um, you know, a lot depends on inflation rates in the in the states. Uh, they're creeping up. But I think uh, there's, uh, there's an opportunity here for, I, I think, three to five years, maybe five to seven. Uh, I'm pretty bullish. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, people need to look at Costa Rica. I mean, I think, as you said, there is that, that there is a much better probably spread down here than what you're getting in the U.S., you know, inflation is going to attack any cash that you've got up there. And I think Costa Rica is a great, you know, kind of wealth diversification place. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I mean, I, prices are starting to go up a little bit, but they haven't gone crazy yet, have they? No. And from what I am learning and speaking to a lot of the brokers that I, uh, that I work with, they're telling me that we're just getting back to 2007 levels. Yep. And so I think there's, uh, with that being said, I think there's a lot more upside. Um, there, there's factors in this area that are showing, um, uh, you know, me, uh, nothing but strength in the market. And so um, I, I, I think there's a play here. And I think there's an opportunity for, for most people coming down to, to make an investment. What's your opinion on investing in an area that's probably, you know, already, you know, I would say somewhat developed compared to more of an up and coming kind of more of a sleepy kind of beach town? I mean, let's just take, you know, I mean, if you're comparing, I don't know, Tamarindo with something like a Portrero, I mean, you know, Tamarindo is very developed. Portrero is kind of, I say sleepy, but it's not that sleepy, but it's kind of like a little quieter. I mean, if you were to make, how would you compare making an investment in one or the other? Well, I can, I can give you my opinion personally, and, and then I'll give it to you objectively. And that would be, um, I'm all about Petrero. I'm all about the sleepy, quiet uh, opportunity. Um, I'm building a house uh, in Pacific Heights, which is up on a mountain. I have to drive eight minutes just to get to my lot. Well, when I get to my lot, it's very quiet. It's very beautiful. Um, and, and those types of opportunities to have uh, space, uh, to have quiet, uh, really don't exist in Tamarindo. Um, I, you know, practically speaking, um, I, I think there's more opportunity uh, in Potrero if you're comparing the two uh, side by side, simply because, uh, you, you, you know, there's a whole entire town of Tamarindo. So there's tourists and there's locals and there's traffic 
and there's stores. And so um, those things don't exist here today. I think they will, but not to the capacity of a Tamarindo. Um, and so uh, I think there's opportunity to have that. I think uh, I've spoken to a few people that have left Los Sueños yep. uh, community and have left Tamarindo to come over here for the quiet. So it suits me personally. It suits people, uh, I think, in general. Um, but a safer investment would probably be Tamarindo, right? Because more people are familiar with it and uh, it's probably easier to get in and out of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing just uh, with the Tamarindo area now, it's just traffic. I mean, it was insane. I mean, I left there one Friday afternoon about three in the afternoon and queued for like 30 minutes just to get out. I mean, it was just, you know, incredible. It's, you know, and this is, I remember, I remember when Tamarindo was nothing and just, you know, it was a, you know, sleepy beach town with dusty roads. And, you know, now it's got traffic and people walking around constantly. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's changed a lot. Yeah, it, again, it's not for me, um, but it's, it, it, it's, it's attracting uh, a certain profile and Petrero's got a very different vibe. Yep, I agree, I agree. Well, let's talk fact versus rumors here, um, just because again, I think there's a lot of rumors going around and uh, maybe not, not, not enough facts. Um, I mean, what do you think listeners should really understand about investing in Costa Rica and what things just aren't true? Well, it's, um, you know, the whole culture is very different. So it's a, it's a change in behavior. It's a change in lifestyle for people. And it's one thing to come visit. It's another thing to want to live. Okay. And so for me, I've been running around um, uh, with, with my family and with my professional career and working hard uh, for my whole life. And now I'm coming here uh, to, to tone it down a little bit, but the energy is, is really positive for me. So when you talk about fact, uh, fact is, uh, I, I would look at fact as there's opportunity, there's value, there's a great life here. Um, it's not easy to make the adjustment and it's not easy without uh, the proper support to make investments because you have to consider a different currency, you have to consider Central America, you have to consider the laws, you have to make yourself familiar with how to do things and I think that's probably the biggest challenge. Yeah, I mean, I think anyone that's coming down that wants to basically have what they have in kind of North America and the ease of doing stuff down here in Costa Rica, that's just not going to happen. I mean, things are, things happen a little slower, maybe sometimes are a bit more bureaucratic and complicated. Um, but again, I mean, you know, you're paying for all of that with this amazing lifestyle, beautiful beaches, you know, great weather and kind of relaxed way of living. You know, I'm, I'm working... Uh, with a with a group at the moment um, and they're actually just getting their well permits and they're like this is taking forever and I'm like I told you it wouldn't be easy you know I mean if you want easy you know I mean not Costa Rica is not difficult but it's not easy if that makes sense I mean you know either um, but again I think it's it's well worth it. it's just it's just a different pace of life right I, I couldn't uh, that's a well said and and a perfect way of putting things I'm type a I'm a, a little uh punctual, if uh, anyone is listening would, 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 would certainly agree. And so I've had to adjust. Uh, and so a little less coffee, a little more yoga. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm adjusting and it's affecting me in a very positive way. 
Yeah, I, I always joke with Tico's that I'm like, when a when a Tico says yes, it means maybe. When a Tico says maybe, it means no, meaning they're not going to tell you no. So when someone says like C, it means that it might happen. You got a 50-50 chance. If someone says maybe, that's a it ain't happening. And if someone says CCC, like yes, 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 that basically means it's definitely not happening. So um, so yeah. Uh, I think that right that you could make a T-shirt on that, and, and people would buy that, right? Yeah, probably. Well, let's talk about your investments yourself. I mean, what have you personally have invested in? Well, I personally have invested in land. Um, I think the opportunity uh, for me as an investor uh, and as a contractor, understanding um, again the spread, what it costs me to build, what it is worth when it's done uh, and what that use of money, my, my capital is, is how it's gonna perform for me. So I'm buying a land uh, for investment. I'm actually building uh, a house for my family, um, but I'm building um, products that uh, the, the market is asking for. And so what do I mean by that? Um, Surfside's a perfect example. It's a little beach town. It's a five minute walk. Um, houses uh, are, are starting to trade five, six, maybe even 700,000. Yep. And, uh, you know, lots were trading two years ago for 50,000. Yep. So, you know, do, do the math there. Um, but at the, you know, at the end of the day, you drive through Surfside and you see all this development, anyone could just imagine what it's going to look like or two, in two or three years. So I think there's a lot of opportunity uh, in the um, three, four, five bedroom houses uh, for investment, not only uh, as, as, as a home, but as, as a build. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, th I think, you know, there is a huge gap at the moment in those three, four, five bedroom home, uh, you know, in, in range. Uh, and I was even talking uh, on the last podcast with Lyle from Vacasa, kind of like, what's his opinion? And he was like, just the more bedrooms, the better, just because again, from its rentability and resale, you know, there's a lot of one and two and three bedroom places. There aren't that many fours, five, sixes, you know, and, and up. So the more bedrooms that you can get, you know, the better. Or at least if you can't afford to build that many bedrooms, leave the space and, you know, all the outlets and everything, uh, all the piping and everything there so that if you want to add a room on later, then you can do it. Because it's pretty cheap to do it here. Yeah, the, the, the price to build is, is, is on the low end. And so cheap is, 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 is a fair word. It's relative, yep. but it's, it's a fraction of what it is uh, in, in the States. Um, yep. and so I think, um, what's surprising me the most, uh, is the, you know, the, the super high end market. And, and I think that, you know, I started by coming to Las Catalinas, which is, um, a, a luxury, um, village, if you will. And, uh, it really set the right tone for me because when I went outside of the, uh, the, the property, that's when I saw Potrero as like a, a very quiet, sleepy place. And so since I uh, started investing, um, there's been very large parcels trading for large amounts of money uh, with pretty seasoned and uh, established developers that have deep pockets and that are putting um, plans in place to do very high-end product. I'm talking about five and $10 million houses, um, you know, stuff in Papagayo's five, 10, 20, 
And so that super high-end market is, is, is coming here yeah. now. And so I think that sets the tone for uh, more, um, more opportunity for the, the average person. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that. I mean, you know, it's again, you know, having, you know, been down here for quite a quite a few years, it's it's always interesting seeing these kind of these trends. And we are seeing more, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven million dollar homes coming on the market and being sold as well. And I don't think we're even getting started. You know, I mean, I always people say to Costa Rica, oh, I mean, how developed is it down there? And I'm like, nothing compared to Hawaii and Mexico. I mean, you know, when anyone talks about development in Costa Rica, I'm like, go and take a look in Mexico and take a look in Hawaii. I mean, Costa Rica just is not nowhere even close. Take a boat on the ocean, look back, there's nothing. Well, not only that, but think about, I've, I, I've never been to Hawaii, but everyone always complains about the cost. Yep. I've been to Mexico. I'm talking just culturally, just the people. Yep. And I believe it's 35% of Costa Rica is protected environment. Yep. And so that's a big number. And so there is so much beautiful excursions to do, whether you want to drive 15 minutes or you want to drive four hours. But the ocean and the beaches here are, are magnificent. It's safe. Yep. It's clean. And Guanacaste is a blue zone. Yep. And so there's there's a lot there's there, there's a lot of uh, value here. That's uh, let's let's jump back into large parcels of or large pieces of land here. I mean, do you think it's a good investment? And then for anyone that's looking to do that, you know, what do you think that they should understand or what they should know um, when buying a large piece of land? Well, I I I, I can't I can only assume that anybody that's buying a piece of property that's you know. 10, 50, 100 acres, 10, 20, 30, $40 million has a pretty sophisticated model and a platform with due diligence. They know the product, they know the market. And so they're, um, they, they also have deep pockets in the sense that it could take them two years just to get permitted. And so um, the people that are buying are people that have uh, uh, access to Liberia Airport, direct flights, and will be coming down here. Uh, I would say that most of those people will not be living here permanently. I think it's a second, third, or fourth home, and uh, the rental market here uh, for uh, very high-end properties is off the chart. And so I'm not sure that these uh, super wealthy people are interested in running the properties, but uh, I know of a few in Mar Vista that are uh, on the market for sale and five to seven and a half million. Yep. And uh, their, their rental income is, 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 yep. is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I found with large parcels of land is, you know, the, the getting electricity and internet is easy here, getting water, if you're going to develop it, depending on what it is you're going to do, but if you're going to put a residential condominium kind of structure in it, and when I say condominium, I mean, kind of homes, those kind of stuff, it's just kind of, you know, uh, the legal structure of it. I mean, water is key. So, I mean, if you're going to buy a big piece of land, you know, you might have a well on it, but what does that well look like in March and April, the driest time of year? So you're going to have to really do your due diligence on that. Um, and then also make sure that that well has sufficient water and also pressure to feed all of those homes. But I mean, preferably you'd want a local, a SADA, you know, a water association, uh, you know, pipe going pretty close by that you can tap into. Um, you know, and I always say to people, you better have deep pockets and you better be willing to be in it for, you know, 10 to 20 years, you know, and they're like, what, 10 to 20 years? And I'm like, Mata Vista 
has been around a long time. The one that you talked about there, you know, I know Moose, you know, I asked Moose, I was like, Moose, what was the one thing that you didn't think that you understood when you, when you first did Marvista? He was like, I just didn't realize how much money I'd have to put into infrastructure in order to get it where it is and just how long it would take. And I mean, I think that that's it is it's not just, it's not quick and easy, you know, development here. So you mentioned two things that I think are worth uh, elaborating on. One is water. And so right now in this area, water is uh, continues to be critical and they're not offering uh, commercial water to any developers right now. Yep. So they're controlling development by water. You know, the municipalities don't have a lot of um, checks and balances, if you will, like they do in the states. Uh, but the control that they have over these big projects is the water. Yep. And so that being said, um, projects are going to be one, two, three years to get yep. water. And, yep. I, and, and that water is the start of submitting permits. So the, the process is going to take a while. You talk about infrastructure. Um, I'm looking uh, actually tomorrow afternoon at 50 acres of ocean view property in an undeveloped mountain uh, outside of Potrero. Well, the infrastructure alone, I, I, I can't get up there in my ATV. And so in order for me to go put a value to be uh, the listing broker on the property or the purchaser, the, the buyer of the property, the seller is gonna have to take a backhoe and make a road just to give me access. So you have tremendous infrastructure costs and those uh, and all that infrastructure takes time. And so patience is the key. And Marvista, uh, great example, they've been around for a long time and the demand for security is very high. The, the, the demand for uh, paved roads, very high. Uh, and, and the way they're doing things there is they're carving out one area at a time. Yeah. And so they're, they're building infrastructure for maybe five or 10 pads and making that like a subdivision, if you will, within uh, the community and their different price points. Um, but all that needs to be considered. All that takes time, probably more time than anyone's used to because it's Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think if you have that uh, understanding, I think it's, it's, it, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, again, I've seen a lot of, um, you know, projects here be very successful. You know, I, I mean, I'm talking very large projects here, you know, like Mar de Los Sueños, Las Catalinas. I mean, you know, as Catalina started in 05, I remember going to see it when it was kind of, you know, getting started. Los Sueños has been around since the 90s, you know, and now they have nothing else to sell. You know, Los Sueños is done. So, you know, I think we're going to start to see some stuff come online. I know Pania has some new home, some new communities coming online there. Uh, and they have a lot more space. But I think for anybody that wanted to develop a larger project, they just need to understand it's going to be a long, it's going to be a long process for a large project, but also is, you know, yes, you will make money, but you're probably going to be making it after, you know, the, I probably say seven year mark once you've started to, you know, get a little bit of movement. Let's talk about uh, Las Catalinas because I'm pretty familiar. Yep. Um, I believe they're, uh, they've been around since 2005, six, seven, right in there. Yep. Uh, the Liberia airport was a strong consideration, they, a big push by them because they needed uh, North Americans direct access. So they got, they got that. 
Um, they're now uh, 2021, almost 22. They're just about to release 60 more home sites uh, uh, up above the, the main road. Yep. Um, and that will put them at about 40% completion. So they are scaling in a very calculated way. Uh, they're considering um, bringing in a boutique, uh, European boutique hotel operator to, to take a parcel. So they're doing um, some very calculated uh, growth, uh, but the demand for a product like that can, is, is, is very strong. There's, there's maybe two or three houses uh, to buy there right now on resale. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Las Candelinas is very, it's just very unique. I mean, there are not, there's nothing like it in Costa Rica. I mean, the only stuff that I could compare it to would be something like a Hacienda Panilla, Reserva Con Chao, and Los Sueños. But even then, it's it's different. I mean, these guys are building a town, but I mean, there is billionaires behind it. So, you know, it's a, a little bit of a different, you know, a different uh, ball game, I would say. Um, but those guys have done a great job. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I had the opportunity in like, I think it was, oh, oh, oh eight, oh nine to buy a two bedroom apartment there for like, I think it was like 190,000. You know, mm -hmm. I kick myself now. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah. But uh, hey, I bought in Panama anyway, and that did pretty well. That, that turned yeah, you know, at that time. So I can't complain. But but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I think we're going to start to see some of these, you know, these beach towns start to develop and some of these developments. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. But Michael, my last question for you, just because I've kept you long enough, is if you inherited $500,000 and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you do with it and why? I'd probably... I would buy a, a, a two or three bedroom ocean view condo. Okay. Um, I, I got in my inbox today, two different opportunities uh, of stuff from local brokers uh, that send me stuff every day. And I think that would be easy and safe. Uh, uh, I, I would use it. I would rent it. I would uh, cash flow and I'd get the appreciation. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, it's an easy choice. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, Michael, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. I really appreciate you coming on. Anyone that wants to get in contact with Michael, I'm going to put all of his contact details uh, in the description. Um, and again, thanks very much for your time, sir. Oh, I, I had a ball. Thanks, Richard. Great no talking worries. to you. Speak yeah. to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey guys, another good podcast there. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it there. Michael gave us some great insight, uh, you know, as a investor in the area uh, and with his background there in finance. I think it was really interesting how he talks about the spread being so much down here in Costa Rica. I mean, spread being, you know, the actual return, what you can buy it for and what you can sell it for or what you can build it for, being much greater down here in Costa Rica in the US now. So you're starting to see a lot of that money kind of trickle its way down here and it's it's gathering speed. So when we can, and, and again, prices aren't going you know, crazy at the moment. They're starting to increase a little bit, but I, you know, Costa Rica's steady eddy. Uh, every single year, we don't see these like hockey, you know, shaped uh, increases here. Um, you know, it's usually just steady increases year over year. Uh, so a great wealth diversification play and also kind of more of a lifestyle investment down here in Costa Rica. Uh, remember, guys, if anybody wants to get in contact with us, you can do it info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Uh, appreciate you guys to give us a review, subscribe, thumbs up, um, and uh, really appreciate all the support that everyone's giving. Hope everyone's enjoying these podcasts, um, and I'll speak to you uh, next time on the podcast. Thanks, guys. Hey.